Alright, you bunch of punks. It's me, the Jamco. I'm back once again for one of them little itty bitty podcasts they call the Jamco Talks Podcast. And today's guest is one hell of a humdinger. I'm talking to another Twitch streamer, but this one's a bit more exciting. Not saying that the other ones were exciting. They were exciting too, but this one's more exciting because I've got a nice young lady all the way from South Korea. We're going to be talking about some very interesting topics, a little bit geographical, a little bit educational on this part. Who says this word educational, huh? Not me, because it's coming up right here, right now. The following is an SWC collection production. Joining me all the way from South Korea is a lady named Kimberly. Goes by Peer Blossom Kim on Twitch.tv, a Twitch streamer. Now, we're not going to be getting into the normal Twitch conversation. I got a lot of questions about interesting South Korean questions, as well as she has moved from America to South Korea to be an English teacher. There's a lot of good conversations coming up on this podcast. It is time once again for another edition of uh, that old podcast they call Jam Co Talks. And if you wondered, well, what's your next guest? Surely you've talked to everybody you can do. Nope. We're going to keep on rolling until, well, nobody wants to talk to me anymore, which can probably be quite soon, but you never know. But today's guest is uh, a very interesting guest, actually. I'm really excited about this because you've seen me talking to various Twitch streamers. We've been talking about Twitch World. We've been talking about the old online streaming, all the crazy uh, situations, all the controversy in there as well. And uh, you remember a few different ones I've talked to in the past. But now we go on to a stream from Twitch called Pear Blossom Kim. Her name is Kimberly. And she joins us all the way from South Korea. How about that? Kim, what's going on? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am very well. I'm very interested about this uh, South Korea thing. I know you think it's probably crazy, but of course it's interesting. <laughs> we have people from different countries doing different things. So... You were telling me that, of course, originally you're from America, Michigan, and came over to yeah. South Korea to teach. How does that come about? Because I do sometimes see these kind of um, job opportunities that come up on certain sites and say, hey, would you like to go to China and teach English? Would you like to go to uh, Japan and do it? It, it's, it always seems to be English. It never seems to be sort of anything else. Was that something that came to you? How did you eventually get on that wavelength to go over there and, and teach? Oh. Wow. Okay. This is kind of actually a bit of a long story. So I am half Korean. So I have been to Korea on and off since I was really young. Um, but when I was in, I think when I was in high school, my mom was like, oh, you know, why don't you go teach English um, in, in Korea? Because uh, one of my cousins was teaching English. He's not fluent in English at all, but they have something called private tutors and you can make pretty good money doing it. So she was like, Oh, why don't you do it? But at the time you can't really come here like that unless you have like a way of getting here. And I could be here on a tourist visa for three months, but then I'd have to go back. Gotcha. Um, so I actually had looked into the idea when I graduated university and there was a way for me to come here through a company with something called an E2 visa. It's a teaching in teaching as a native speaker in Korea. 
Um, yep. And it's kind of like a long process. So I was able to do that with, and you can do it with any four-year degree. So I'm actually a photography and, and art student. I'm not an English major, mm. but I was able to come here and teach at a kindergarten for the first year here um but now i've been here for eight years so now i'm uh i'm on a different visa i'm on a heritage visa so i'm currently a private tutor so i don't teach at schools anymore ah that's probably a lot better in terms of uh your own hours as they say that's kind of interesting oh, because yeah. with that doing that private tutoring and you saying you came out what what year did you come over to south korea to sort of do the teaching full-time 2014 so again i'm not all clued up on visas so you have to sort of correct me is that allows you to be in south korea for a certain amount of time yeah your e2 visa you can only stay here for it's like every year you have to renew it depending on your school so let's say i was here and i finished a one-year contract and i couldn't find another job i have to leave i can't stay here yeah. uh you can stay uh for a little bit on a d10 if i remember correctly a d10 or a d2 visa which is a looking for work visa but you have a certain amount of time and then after that if you don't find a job you have to go back to the states and then you have to actually do the visa process all over again which oh, it God. it entails you like doing a background check getting all your documents apostled applying for a job getting the visa and then coming here it's such a it's a disaster so going through that process for the first time um mm -hmm. again that that's a big opportunity but it's also a bit of a kind of big scary jump i mean you've got to think about i know you said you're going back and forth so it's a bit different because you know certain places but i guess saying it from my point of view you got to think about well i gotta go over there i've got this new job i've got to think about housing i gotta think about all these things is that does that not kind of make you at the time anyway really sort of cautious because thinking oh man this is a huge job oh. yeah i will say coming here like i like i said i have been here before to visit family but when i had got my first job so usually if you're in the states and you're looking for a job they will offer you a plane right here i think recently though they don't do that you have to pay your way here right. but the schools do offer you housing so you don't have to look for housing when you come here they will already have a place for you it's not always the best accommodation mm -hmm. um but the whole process itself is still a bit scary because you're coming here you don't know who you're meeting um i actually had a, a crazy guy pick me up from the airport and it was it was really creepy we stopped in the middle of nowhere for like two hours while he took a nap and i was just wait like, wait what, Am I what? Be murdered? <laughs> yeah 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 i've ha I've had some crazy stuff happen to me here and that was the first one it was pretty insane he needed to take a nap <laughs> yeah yeah he took a he we we were in Incheon, which is where the airport is but he like pulled off to a random road there was construction it was like an open field and some construction and he just took a nap for like two hours and then we went on our merry way somewhere i can't remember where but uh we went somewhere because i they enrolled me in some kind of training uh so he dropped me off somewhere to to meet up with a co-teacher <laughs> that is correct what what the hell if someone said to me hey bella i'm gonna take a quick nap uh, maybe we'll you know drive you there a bit later but i don't bloody think so mate take me to where i'm meant to go <laughs> yeah it's it's weird uh actually one of the one of the girls that 
had gone to worked at the same school I did, she had told me that he actually took her to his house and like she slept there for the night. And I was like, that's Ooh. really weird. Yes, certainly. Uh, yeah, daunting. My goodness. Well, you got yeah, here safely, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we were t- talking about sort of educational thing with, with sort of English and things. And I want you to tell me why is English something that, you know, South Korean students learn? Because surely if, you know, the, the nearest one is going to be Japanese and then Mandarin is obviously the, one of the most spoken uh, languages in the world. Why, what's their reasoning for mm-hmm. still teaching kids English? English is, you know, it's a, because it's a universal language, like everywhere uses it. It doesn't matter where you are, almost everywhere uses it. But here it's actually kind of like a form of, um, I don't want to say wealth, but uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, if you, if your child doesn't learn English, English, they're kind of looked at like, they're not smart they're not they're not rich um they have nowhere to go and a lot of companies even if the company is a korean company that doesn't work with any foreign no foreign entities no you know no uh ties anywhere else they will still kind of require you to learn english for the job Mm. and it's something like so i do teach at a, a place called the hagwon and I teach older students, and a lot of them come in just so that they can pass this test, and then I never see them again. Oh, okay. It's it's weird. It's weird. So it's like a it's kind of like a status thing if your child knows English. Yeah, yeah. So it's well, with, very it's very common. Well, within that, and especially obviously for you, obviously knowing you know uh, South Korean and, and, and things like that do because i know there's four different dialect groups in terms of the language so um do you have to be fluent in all of them because i know there's like central and jongsan and i don't know if i'm saying these right if i am then that's my bad do you, oh, do you have to be all like yeah. wrapped up in, in all of those as well no 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 <laughs> yeah. not at all not at all well with um, the the sort of language as well i know with those being is there much difference in the dialect that you need to know to be able to translate certain words or certain languages of english uh no so for me i would say my not that tutoring is easy but for the most part my students know a good amount of english Mm. um so they're like when they speak most of my students are all from seoul um they have like no intonation they're very flat like no emotions but um a few of my students um that are from like busan that i teach on the phone like it's just 15 minutes but and their english is definitely not nearly as advanced but their dialect really doesn't have an effect on anything um i do know i can tell the difference when they speak Korean, that their dialect is different, but I couldn't pinpoint where they're from. Hmm. Well, still keeping on the topic of education, I know you're a part of it too, so some of these things I talk about which are to do with you know, education and being in high schools or middle schools, or you, know, you have different words for what we use them up here. I think, you, what do you call middle schools? You just call them private? No, no, no. Yeah, it's just for, for us, it's middle school. High school, middle school, elementary school. <clears throat> yeah, we just want to call everything differently because we're weird and uptight. Now, 
when I was doing some research, of course, as I always do research, one of the things I was uh, doing research and I was sort of looking at educational things because, of course, that's what you're doing and I wanted to sort of learn a little bit more. I was reading a couple of things from people who have, who, you know, sort of certain university professors and things like that. And they they were talking about how the, the system, the education system in, in South Korea, um, sort of rigid and hierarchical structure has been criticized for stifling creativity and innovation. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. sort of described as intensely and brutally competitive. So oh, yeah. it's it's kind of within that. Which in a sad thing that it was linked to that is that the system's also blamed for high suicide rates in the country, particularly growing rates between age ten to nineteen. Why do you mm-hmm. think that is? Is is that more in the sense of being very very hardcore on league tables and grades and uh, what kind of um, you know, getting you to college entrance exams and, uh, you know, making sure you get to a certain sort of part. I don't know if that's more the education system or parents. That's a whole separate thing there. But why do you think that it's, those rates are quite high? From A lot of it is Koreans are very, very competitive. Um, it's all about competition. Um, and I know different parts of Korea are different. Seoul specifically is super competitive and parents will, they, they will do their best to get their kids uh, in every hagwon, every after school program to learn, you know, math, English, whatever. Um, and it, you know, it pits the kids against each other. And I know kids here are really depressed. Um, I know I want to say the third or fourth year here, there was like a, an 11 year old that committed suicide and I was really shocked. Um, but it really shows that kids are really unhappy because they spent all day mm. studying. And I had, I had students that were six years old, Korean age, six years old. So the age is not six, you know, international age. It's like five, sometimes like four and a half. Damn. And she was doing homework until midnight. And she like she was so young and they do this to a lot of the students um, because part of it is the better your grades are, the more chance you will get into a university and universities are really, really hard to get into. They have this um, this test, this exam called the Sunung, and it's once a year. And if you don't pass it, you cannot get into university. And right. one of my students, he speaks really good English. Um, but he's, he told me that he failed the sinning. Um, I don't know what he's in his thirties now. He failed it once or twice. And I think now he just lives at home cause he, I don't know if he goes to university. I don't know if he graduated, but it seems like he doesn't have a good job, but he's very smart. So a lot of their future rides on them studying and all it is, is memorization. It really is. And it's really, it's really sad because some of these kids are so smart, but their learn, their, their, their learning is just memorization. They don't actually learn. So are you saying that it's really they're, they're not learning to understand, they're learning just by memory? Yes, they are learning just to memorize how to do yeah. things for the test. And I, the last time that I had worked at a hug one for kids, they were learning how to memorize the answers for the test so that they don't have to know that they don't have to know the test. They just have to know what answers to write. And it really does them a disservice because some of them want to speak English, 
but because they have so many tests to do, that's how they memorize. But memorizing doesn't mean you understand everything. I can so, and I'm glad you brought up that uh, example that, that that kid you were saying about who um, obviously was very very smart, but has as what culture would see as a lower job. And this brings me on to my next point because I see in this country, I see it in America as well. I know America had that. Uh, that Netflix documentary that was talking about the, the high-end colleges, universities, and you know certain celebrities and, and the whole uh, culture of that guy that you know helped people pay money to you know scam the system and get themselves oh. into the entrance. The, the point with all of yeah. that is obviously the hardcore part of university, 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 university. If you're not going to university, then you're nobody. And this links into something that I've always thought of, but then also a fact that came up on you know think about South Korea is so. You know, when it comes to professors and high being the top of your profession in the high end professions, then what ends up happening is this flip of there's a there's a shortage in labor shortage in various blue collar type um, professions and occupations. So a lot of them become unfilled because, of course, that's where everyone's going to. But that could be something that would be an opportunity for people to have a look at because they think, well, you know. You know the negative social stigma. Well, you don't want to be going doing that, and you don't want to be going doing that. And I think, well, why? Is it paid well? Is it a good social ladder? Then what's the big deal? It, it's interesting, and this goes on probably since the beginning of time. Is we we value success by sort of how high we what we do as a job. You know what car we drive, where we live, all that nonsense. But I'm guessing you can see that there. The the sort of lower sort of labour mm-hmm. blue collar jobs eventually you know have a shortage. So especially with yourself, I'm I'm not even going to ask. Oh, do you have kids that want to go into that? Because obviously not, because they're obviously being pressured to that. But do you think that mm-hmm. eventually we're going to have a, a sort of this upside down pyramid of everybody going to the top jobs, which are going to be overly competitive because everybody wants to do it. Whereas the lower skill, if you want to call it lower skill, I wouldn't really call it lower skill. I just call it various skills is going to be more empty. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, from a kid's point of view, if you don't want to be in a challenging competitive environment, then go to somewhere where there are miles and miles of opportunities. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, so actually, I have I do have a friend who works at like uh, a pharmaceutical company, and she is the youngest there. Everyone there is in their 60s. Um, mm-hmm. So for her, I don't know how far she's going to try to climb that ladder, but it's not going to be anytime soon. But most people that I know that are in companies, they can't really look at pay because it's really the competition to get into like these really good jobs is really, really hard. And there's so many people trying to get into them. I think the retirement age here is actually 65. Five, sixty-eight, something like that. It's yeah. relatively low. Like you retire at a relatively young age. Um, but a lot of my, some of my friends, they are able to get jobs. But their friends that I don't know who are not fluent in English can't get into these jobs. Um, yeah. I don't know. Since some of my friends have actually left Korea, uh, one of them got married to a to an American, and he he moved. I don't know what happened to his friends, but his friends, all three of them that I'd met were having hard times getting into any decent job. Yeah. Um, and one of them ended up going to New Zealand for a year, but I don't know if he's still there or not. Mm-hmm. Um, they, we have a lot of also um, immigrant workers here 
in Korea that will okay. take the low paying jobs. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So, um, but the other thing is, um, if you work at a company and you have like a son or a daughter, you can get them into that company. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gives them like priority over someone else. And I've, I've heard this from a couple of people, so it might not be correct, but from the couple of people I know, um, they were looked over at jobs because their bosses had a son and their son came to work. And so they were not able to like advance into their job. Okay. So it's kind of a, I guess it really kind of depends. It's kind of a tough question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was more open sort of discussion than, you know, what's the answer, Kimberly? Mm -hmm. Tell me what the answer are. Um, it's, it's kind of yeah, more... Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> well, it is. It's, it's interesting, because again, I, I, that isn't just a South Korea thing. I'm, I'm talking about all over the world with a lot of that, you know, high-end thing. And it's it's interesting because, you know, we've got it over here as well, especially, um, obviously, the big Brexit argument we had a couple of years ago. And because of the, the switch mm -hmm. in there, then once again, you know, those kind of low-skilled jobs were already low, and now they're even lower because now it's like there's not a lot which then affects things like produce and, and all these things and medicine and all these things. But again, that whole that, that social signal has been like that for forever in terms of you you need to do what you need to do to look good, not, well, actually what, you know, pays well, what's going to make you happy, which is so crazy because mm -hmm. especially now that we've gone through this pandemic, it's made a lot of people realize as well from obviously being sort of what I call under house arrest for uh, flipping all those times to think, well, okay, I'm in the greatest, mm -hmm. I'm in the greatest job that you would look at in terms of, um, look, I'm a, a barrister, I'm a doctor, I'm a, you know, all these things, but are you happy doing what you're doing? You're working long hours, mm -hmm. you're working all day long. That's great. But you are living to work, not the other way around. So what, what does your future look like? And then people start thinking, you know, maybe this isn't my thing because I'm, I'm miserable. And that's what it's all about, where you're, you're almost, you know, mentally sort of killing yourself to try and, you know, make sure you're the best at said thing to pay a lot of money. But it's like, well, mm -hmm. maybe you should reevaluate before it gets too late and you get older and think, well, man, maybe I should have done this or should have done that. And that's an interesting, good thing, I think, that the pandemic came for in, in that regard. Which brings me to, um, I know you're talking about the whole visa switch. What was the situation with that when the pandemic came, when... You know, you live in there. Does that not put make things a bit difficult in terms of you not being able to go back, or you should go back, or not? You know, I don't know how that works for you. Uh, so for me, since I I think I switched visas maybe three or four years after being here. So I've been on a different visa. I'm on an F four visa, which is the heritage visa, and I have to go and renew it every two years i believe every two years and next year i have to go and renew it but for me the process is really easy right. um i don't have to leave the country because they don't have uh, my my visa is not tied to my job it's just tied to the fact that my mom is korean and i have family here uh so for me i just go to the embassy i pay like 70 dollars, i think and just proof that i live here that's that's it i pay my taxes here in korea and they have all that on file um, and it, that's it. Like it, it's easy. Um, yeah. so I don't have to renew it until next year, but I've heard the process because of COVID has now been really, really difficult. And I'm, I'm going to worry about that when it's time for me to renew it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, for those who have the one year visa, 
Oh, I've seen so many different issues with this. Um, they have been like fully booked at the at the immigration office. So some people, you can you can renew your visa and stay here uh, if you're working at the same job. They will just renew it for you. But so many people that I've seen panic because they haven't been able to get an appointment by the time their visa expires. But that just means that they have to pay like a fine. It's they're not going to mm -hmm. get kicked out of the country. You know, it's not there's not a whole lot that they can do about it because the because since the pandemic, I think they're limiting the amount of people that come. Mm -hmm. So they're from my experience, it's not that bad since I've switched. Yeah. <laughs> but when I did have the E visa, it was a, a huge hassle for yeah. me. Um, but I think when they like, it also depends on your immigration officer. <laughs> so sure. sometimes they will be uh, a little bit mean, but I've been pretty lucky for the last couple times I went that the, the immigration officer that's helped me has always been really nice. Well, that's great. Well, hopefully so. so when that comes around, it doesn't become uh, too difficult and it's not too strict that, you know, kind of putting people in different groups for this uh, annoyance that was COVID. Uh, well, I say last year, it's still going on. So what am I talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely still raging here currently. So the, the next thing I want to come to, which is very interesting, uh, but I found, and don't worry, I'm not going to go in depth about religion. This ain't what I believe this podcast is about. But one of the things I found very, very interesting, which I don't see a lot of countries is, that South Korea has the highest percentage of e-religious uh, people, which, you know, tends to be, you know, if it was under, you know, British colony, it was, you know, Catholicism, Protestantism, things like that, and others. But it's higher in uh, pretty much, I'd probably say, you know, atheism in a way, and a lot of um, e-religious people. Why is that? Oh, gosh. Actually, I have no, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay, fair um I will say I do know from experience living here in Korea that there are many, many, many cults and they've oh, really? made the news a couple of times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cults are very prominent here. Um, I guess they're like the really cruel evangelicals, I would say. Uh, right, right. Um, they're, and I don't know where this comes from. Uh, my family is partially Buddhists. Uh, they well, don't that's practice what I was, was, was going to sort of think about, that if I were to think of any country like that, that would have had the highest, then I would have said mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, Koreans were Buddhists, but until, I'm not sure when, but uh, Western religion came here and it's like boomed. And cults are mainly just here to make money off of its citizens. Um, and there's a really big one. I, I can't remember the name of it, but it's very prominent all around the world and very much in America. And it's run by Koreans. Mm, very interesting. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, because I work in Gangnam, which is, uh, it's a very rich area. I'm not rich. I don't live there, but I work <laughs> there part time. And there are people there, usually it's women, and they will stop you and like, oh, can Ugh. you come with us? We want to show you something. And it's always for money. Like, they're, you can tell when they're cults. They never leave you alone. That is crazy. Very crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, don't you worry. We're not going to get to oh, religious because yeah. uh, I made a 
a rule of this podcast. No politics, no religion, no nonsense. That's what it's about. So <laughs> we're going to get on to why you're here. In fact, I bet you didn't think we'd be spending uh, 20 odd minutes talking about South Korea. See, that's the beauty of this podcast. You never know what you're going to get. You people don't know what you're going to listen to, but that's what it's all about. Just having a good old <laughs> conversation. A good old chinwag, as uh, Kim, you now know that new word, chinwag. I have a bit of a natter about various uh, things. I told, I said to Kim, I said, uh, when, are we, uh, when are we doing this podcast? When are we having a chinwag? Went, you want me to do what? I went, no, a chinwag. It's conversation. Don't you worry. It's not some weird thing that I was, uh, <laughs> that I'm going to do to you. Never heard of that word before. Well, there you go. <laughs> Definitely you can, never. You can work in English slang now into your, into your classroom teachings. Fantastic. Fantastic. So we talked about, <laughs> we, we talked about code. We talked about uh, that being something that might be you know depending on how that works for it but one thing you picked up in covid um in uh, in the pandemic was that old thing on the twitch machine so i dig down what a great segue that was so let's talk about twitch let's talk about your streaming channel when did you start up your twitch channel oh god it was about what nine months ago i think about nine or yeah sometime about nine months ago i think why um, did you decide, actually, oh, I'm going to go on Twitch and uh, stream some video games? Uh, okay, so uh, a really good friend of mine that also lives here in Korea, his name is, well, okay, he changed his name, but I still call him Six Foot. Um, his name is Doug. Um, he has actually been streaming for like two years, I believe. And for a while he was kind of like, you know, I think you'd be really good at streaming, um, but I was kind of like, nah, like no one, no one wants to watch me play video games. You know, I'm just, I, I suck at games. You know, I'm not, I'm not the best. I admit that I am a terrible first person shooter. Um, I'm, I'm God awful at games, but so after a while, um, the pandemic hit and we were just kind of talking. He's like, no, I really think you should stream. Like what, what a better time than now considering I at the time i left one of my jobs because they couldn't give me an answer of whether or not we were going to go back to work and i haven't worked for them for two years so it was a good opportunity and it was like you know if you become a streamer like maybe you make money maybe you become famous or maybe you just build a community and people to play with so um one day i was just like you know what i'm home for like every single day of the week so why not and so then he uh, he helped me set it up, and then I had my first stream. I've been talking to many Twitch streamers about uh, various sort of issues that have sort of arose from that. So of course, you know, female streamers and a lot of the uh, you know other type of categories they have out there, like the hot tub stuff and all that stuff. Which again, as I've mentioned many times, you know, what are you going to do to make money, sister? It's your business, no one else's. I but a brand new mm-hmm. thing we'll bring up since we talked about it as well is I've been hearing a lot about this thing called hate stream. Uh, is it hate streaming? What's it called again? No, not hate uh, streaming. Um, yeah. Hate raids. Yeah, hate, hate raiding. Yeah, hate yeah. Raiding. So in, in regards to, you know, you don't like something and, and sort of uh, going on about, well, just if you don't like someone and, and going and saying things that aren't exactly, you know, the nicest thing in a, in a way, what, can you give us a little bit more detail as to what this hate streaming or hate uh, raiding is, should I say? Oh, so I only recently heard about this maybe two weeks ago, and oh, 
okay, what can I say about this? Um, they were targeting, you know, LBGTQ communities, mm, um, right, people yeah. I think that were um, autistic, like they were targeting certain communities and certain streamers. And what they do is they'll rage you and they will say a lot of nasty stuff, even if they don't know you. And then from what I heard is they can get you banned and you're like you're you lose all of your followers and stuff and that actually happened to someone that i know he was modding i i think he was modding for someone who had been hate rated and he was banning them and so after like this person streamed he went to bed he woke up the next day and he had like a thousand followers and when he opened his twitch he was banned his account was gone and he had no followers um, he was able to get his account back, but he, you know, they Twitch wouldn't give him back his followers. Um, I Wait, guess so they, just before yeah. you before you continue on, just because I'm trying to understand myself, so this person you talk about gets hate rated, mm -hmm. but, but his channel gets taken down. So what they do from from what I heard is they will post really inappropriate things, and there are things that you can't have on Twitch because of the community guidelines and they'll report you. And so your stuff gets banned. Um, I don't know the full extent of what happened to this guy, um, what they had put, but they were posting stuff in his chat while he was not on, he was not on stream. He was offline and you can still see the chat. Like you can still see what's on there and they were reporting him for stuff that was posted. Like, Oh, he's not, um, he's not banning or he's not getting rid of this stuff. It's out there. And then, you know, he got his stuff. Uh, that is such a backwards way of operating. We'll, we'll take the, the place that the raid is happening, not the individuals that, that can go on there. You know what I mean? It's like, well, let's get rid of the area that these people are shouting, not the people that are actually shouting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and I'm very lucky that it hasn't happened to me. Um, but I have a couple mods that have started deleting certain bot accounts that I didn't know of <laughs> just because I guess these accounts are ones that, um, are hate raiders. Like they're known for being the hate rating bots for the stream. So it's a real, it's really weird. I don't understand the concept because it, it's not like the raiders get anything out of it other than ruining someone else's streaming experience well, that is that is yeah. what they get out of it being able to you know ruin someone's fun which i'd call them the fun police but you get that all over the uh the interwebs but interestingly enough that's probably then what led to that um a few days ago which was the hashtag that came up which was a day off twitch which protested uh people didn't obviously go off twitch to protest the company's failure to offer solutions for those targeted hate raids which are kind of Makes more sense to me now since I'm not a Twitch, you know, person, so that's why I'm asking these questions. But that now makes sense know. because, in a way, it's going to draw attention to the policy. Because again, you're telling briefly about what happened with that situation, and that's one of many. But looking at, you know, when I researched it, that seems to be a a clear uh, sort of trend where it's take down the single email address of, of the person, which is is, mm -hmm. is back backwards. But checking up on my research again. Um, obviously, as the conversation comes up about the botting and the raids and harassment and things like that, um, obviously they do more. But there was something I saw, I think, on the 13th where 
Twitch is filing a lawsuit against two people I know on its platform for running um, automated hate and harassment campaigns. So that is the kind of stuff that should be happening. Just, oh. just a shame that it has to happen now rather than when you were told the first time, rather than, oh, well, we can't ignore this anymore. I guess we should do something about it. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think what, uh, so there are these, uh, they're called Haas bots, like Haas is in the name and there's a bunch of, there's a, there's a bunch of them. And I think that's one of the person that's actually being sued. Whoever made these hot bot, Haas bots. Um, but I will say because of this, like this issue with Twitch and it's not just the hate raids. There's a bunch of stuff with it that I have a few friends that are actually leaving Twitch and they're going to move to YouTube because they're just mm. so unhappy here. Um, I don't have any experience with, you know, mix, uh, Mixer, I think, Mixer or yeah, Trovo yeah. or any other uh, streaming platform. I only know Twitch and I, because it's the only one I've, I've streamed off of. So I don't have any issues currently, but it's also because of the community that I have. Yeah. They're, they're really good people and um, Six or Doug, he's actually kind of like, I don't want to say my mentor, but I've known him the longest out of any gamer uh, that I stream with. And he's always been really helpful. Like him and a couple of my friends make sure that like, I don't have to deal with any negativity so far. And it's, it's been a pretty good experience. Well, that's a good thing. The good side of these things as opposed to, to, to the negative things and to wrap up what I was talking about with the, the lawsuit, the, uh, the two users that they've uh, found one called cross control and carotene overdose. What weird names. Uh, users are based in the Netherlands oh. and Austria and Twitch alleges that cross control has been linked to 3000 bot accounts, 3000. Wow. Get some hobbies wow. or read a bloody book. Jesus Christ. I mean, I guess they have nothing better to do. But well, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a lot of time. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. But I guess when people are just there to ruin every everyone else's experience, and there are just some people that don't want to see other people happy or successful. That's... And I think that was that's probably one of them. So, do you aspire to uh, what do they call it? Um, I, I see like an old man now. Well, Kimberly, let me tell you about these these things these kids are doing these days. The the Twitch. What what do you what do you guys do on there again? <laughs> do you um sort of aspire to kind of uh, become Twitch affiliated to earn money for you there? I don't know if you are now, but t tell me about that. How how does that work? Uh, well, I am a Twitch affiliate. I'm not a partner. Um, to be honest streaming is just a hobby currently yeah. um it's from my experience just you know these last nine months or so streaming is really mentally exhausting um and oh, really? i teach so that's also really mentally exhausting oh yeah you're probably the first um, person i've spoken to actually that's to kind of describe it like that most people i mean most people obviously enjoy it really? i'm not saying you don't but that's uh something that no one else has uh, kind of described of it being quite why is it mentally exhausting to, to stream? Why? Uh, because you have to, like, uh, you have to be careful with the things that you say. You always have to be aware of what you say. And I say some really stupid things, of course. Uh, I'm, I'm a human being, but you have to be aware of any inappropriate or um, 
I guess, hurtful things that you say, because people can report you, people can also take it the wrong way and ruin the stream, but then I haven't had any real negativity, but I have had inappropriate guys. Mm. When I first started streaming, you know, coming in, oh, hey, baby, but, you oh, know, and God. I have had friends who do deal with it, but, I, and I don't have a camera, so it's not like they know what I look like, but, um, but things like that are just, it's just exhausting. And then, you know, going and teaching children and coming and streaming, it's supposed to be fun. And for the most part, it, it is a lot of fun, but then there are just some days where you're streaming and it's just it is exhausting because you do have to be aware of things you say, things other people say, and it's, it's a lot. <laughs> and, you know, as a teacher, I also have to be careful of the things that I say to my students. Yeah. <laughs> what, like swear at them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I luckily have not caught myself swearing in front of any students. Well, that's, that's a good start. Um, but I definitely have gotten very frustrated where I've had to exit the room. <laughs> oh, you're not you're not an impatient teacher, are you, Kim? Come on now. No, no, I'm definitely not. Um, it's easier to teach as a tutor one-on-one -on -one, uh, because the student will pay more attention. And teaching at a school with 16 kids in the classroom is really, Oh, is that really what you do difficult. as well? More than one? That's what I used to do. I ah, used well. to do that. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Why don't you threaten? Um, you should have threatened them and said, "Look, if you don't listen to me, then I'm going to just sit here and stream on Twitch while you do nothing." <laughs> no, kids don't care. Kids really don't care. Okay. Um, and part of the problem is like their parents are so people want to say sensitive, but they're just so demanding. They want their kids to be perfect at English after just a couple months, and I'm like, it's not. It's not like that. Um, I mean, I, I am a sucker because I do really enjoy the naughty students. <laughs> they are always my favorite, <laughs> but, uh, it is really tiring to deal with, with 16 kids in a classroom. I don't know how real, not that I'm not a real teacher, but I don't know how everyday teachers, you know, in yeah. high school, middle school, elementary school, kindergarten, I did, I did kindergarten. I did do elementary. I have done uh Montessori in the states for a year and it's exhausting i don't know how people do it for 20 30 years well the teachers are probably alcoholics now <laughs> so but teaching is i'm not gonna lie it is it's like it's the best feeling when kids really when you see that they understand what you're saying and it's it's different i i want to say it's different because teaching english is different and when kids are just so confused about how to make sentences and, you know, when kids get it, when they understand and when they're able to ask questions and form sentences, it's just, it's like a really fulfilling feeling. Mm. And that is one of the reasons why I've been here for so long. I enjoy teaching these kids, even if they drive me nuts. <laughs> well, I researched up a story. Interestingly, about uh, if there are any big-time Twitch streamers in South Korea, and I, of course, found one from uh, from the Straits Times, and this is a great story about uh, a South Korean gamer named King Min Yo. He's been uh, streaming games at his home, so it's he does it in a converted storeroom on the roof of his mother's apartment. 
He plays video games for up to 15 hours a day. Can you believe that? 15 mm. hours. Could you do that? No, 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 I cannot. No. I cannot. It's really hard to do that. <laughs> well, he's 24. He, uh, he, his income is about to climb to $50,000 a month. Uh, that puts him in the... I would love that money, though. Yeah, that money does sound pretty tasty. <laughs> that puts him uh, well into the top 1% of earners in South Korea, but has not affected his lifestyle. He says, I'm not really into cars or spending lots of money. He's just, he's just torn this now. Uh, he eats, sleeps, washes, and works in the small base. My my mum manages all my income, so I never have a lot of money on me. Oh. Oh no. See the mum now. The mum's gonna be buying some oh, secret no. things. Live oh, stream. Yeah, designer bags. Designer bags. Live stream <laughs> is known as broadcast jockeys or BJs in South Korea. Get your mind out the gutter, kids. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, they are now into the digital infrastructure oh of the youth culture. Uh, they entertain for hours with an interactive mishmash of chat, gaming, dance, music, eating, getting drunk, or even sleep. So when are we going to see you uh, dance, eat, and get drunk on Twitch stream? Oh, Lord. Oh. Well, I don't have a camera, so definitely not anytime soon. Um dancing no one wants to see that no one wants to see me dancing uh i will get really drunk and dance but these days due to covid i don't drink anymore so i've got a great that. idea for you you said to me especially with the uh, teachers that do kindergarten and, and you know all these other different uh year groups you said oh how do people unwind and you need to unwind so why don't you unwind by coming home whacking up on the twitch machine <laughs> get drrunk and just you know Tell you, you, you tell everybody about your day. Tell you, show out your grievances. Let me tell you about these bloody <laughs> kids. Oh my gosh, that sounds a really fun, but also b, I would. N I mean, I'm already bad at games. No one wants to see me play really drunk. I would not be able to do anything <laughs> at all. But uh, I, I, I won't lie. I would probably be very interested in doing. Um, they call it a mukbang. It's like a an eating stream. Oh, you just uh, beat me to what I was about people. to say next. <laughs> all of my friends know that I am a foodie, and it's all over my Instagram. Uh, but because of COVID, I haven't actually been able to go to restaurants and cafes as much. Um, but yeah, my Instagram is full of nothing but food. <laughs> well, Kimberly, you actually beat me onto my next point, which I was going to go into. So uh, the, the next part of the story was Oof. there's a regular controversy in South Korea of a lack of reg regulations on live streaming from mm -hmm. undisclosed product promotion to lord lewd behavior about a bar set relatively low in a conservative culture so if i if i scroll down a little bit uh, on the sort of misogyny and things like that at any given hour it is easy to find scantily clad women on africa tv willing to talk cute dance sexy or send a private video for the right price Mm -hmm. So, of course, uh, the, the pandemic search and things like that. I'm not going to go through the whole damn thing because that's that's. Um, there, but it, it just goes on about talking about it, whatever it is. But this brought me to what you were about to say, which was uh, very very interesting. Mm. South Korea's best known contribution to the global live streaming phenomenon has been mukbang, where the host commentates while eating huge plates of food. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um. I actually heard that they want to regulate that 
because Korea is kind of about health and watching people eat an insane amount of food is not healthy. Um, I, I don't. I would do it. a mukbang. I, I, I wouldn't do it to that extreme. <laughs> I, I love food. I love to eat. I love good food. I love weird food or food that some people will never eat. But I will not eat enough for like 10 people. I don't think so. Uh, I don't want to get diabetes and I don't, I'm, I'm already uh, a chubby lady. I don't need to <laughs> indulge myself like that. <laughs> I find it really, really crazy when we talk about this whole conversation we've been having over the past 40 minutes. You know, you think about Twitch, you think, well, gaming, right? They do gaming. And then of course mm -hmm. that went on to esports, went on to music, went to people just chatting. And then you know, the controversial things were the pools and people doing the hot tub stuff and talking to you on the beaches to people. And, and now we're at the point where we stream people sleeping, people getting drunk, people dancing, which dancing, yeah, that's all right. That's, that's kind of just fine yeah. to this muck. And I just think, what the hell is going on where it, it kind of the, the video <laughs> game stream had to just move. We couldn't do that anymore. We had to uh, get get that crazy that's uh and i love that point that you, you the, the country isn't we're not bothered about the you're eating that it's weird we just, we just think it's unhealthy like maybe if you eat a plate of vegetables then we'll be all right with that <laughs> i would say and i i would say those are pretty weird streams but um uh maybe a couple years ago you can also watch someone study oh, i thought that God. was really bizarre like i know cooking streams eating streams whatever but sleeping streams study streams i don't i don't get it i don't understand what the point of those are i mean if i Workout saw somebody do, if somebody was doing like a sleeping stream i would just try everything that i could just to wake them up <laughs> on the conversation of the the the, the mukbang that we, we see here uh there's a couple of stories i've had obviously on the uh, same same straight times that i looked at as well Talking about a couple of brothers who run a, a YouTube channel and it's devoted to their siblings and friends eating and carefully chewing in front of high quality microphone. Um, I love this line. The, uh -huh. the, the sound bites of food being savoured in the mouth are clearly delivered no. to the viewer's earphones. <laughs> no, I don't like food ASMR. <laughs> oh, but it's, oh, we haven't even gotten to that yet. Oh, you, you are, you are getting too too far further forward than we need to you need to bring it back a little bit we're not we're not just there yet. but i know i know where this is going <laughs> i know where this is going <laughs> well again it's uh i was looking for something in the article that said you know like what the reasons were mm -hmm. and this guy that said uh, mm -hmm. youtube channel sof sof he said um sounds help describe the texture of a fried food or the chewiness of noodles and uh the creator set a Google uh, saw campus last Thursday, and uh, it says that though Korea's real sound YouTubers take care to close close their mouths politely, Taiwanese YouTubers confessed that amplifying eating noises was still an unfamiliar concept in their country. In Taiwan, we're taught that we have to close our mouths and be very clean when eating. So now they have made their eating culture more open and free. <laughs> Oh my god. See, we're changing the world! Though, just, I have seen a few um, mukbangs and Koreans in person and on stream, they are the most disgusting eaters. <laughs> they, they, 
they like smack their food and it's just it's uh. really gross because my students would do that with snacks and it I, I think there's um like a, not a phobia, but there's like sounds that irritate people. And for me, listening to children chew food or people chewing like noodles is kind of gross. Crunching on like hard food, it's fine. But like wet, gooey food is really gross. Well, I think it's disgusting. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, on this show, I usually like to sneak in a little quiz, one of Jam's quiz. It can be about anything, depending on what it is. So for you, I was like, man, I don't want to do a South Korea quiz. I don't really want to do that. I don't want to talk about, you know, gaming because that's all been done. But then something pops into my head that I thought was genius. And that was, well, Mm -hmm. since I know, Kimberly, that you love uh, ASMR, which is a category we haven't gone into on the Twitcheroo from all the other things we were talking about, such as pools and hot tubs and all that (laughs) stuff and the sports and all the people sleeping. I am going to go for a quiz of like or dislike 28 ASMR triggers for anxiety, sleep, and relief. So let's get into it. So first and foremost, you would tell me, would you like it, would you not like it? So let's talk about, of course, the obvious, which is the most common one. Whispering, gentle whispering. What do you think about that? Yes or no? Oh. Oh, I I would say I like it. (laughs) Okay. I don't know why, but... Yeah, I, I would like it. Blowing. No. No. Mm, it's like. Yeah, I guess. I mean, obviously, I'm talking about you know, you know what I'm talking about, not the other one. Scratching. <laughs> Scratching. No, I dislike it. You don't like, even if it's like metal or plastic or. A oh. lot. Of, a lot of people do nails. I know people do nails across the microphone. No. No. Mm, no. 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 I don't like it. Tapping. Um, I mean, that was kind of simpler, similar to the, the scratching, I guess, in a way. Well, I, I think they do a I thing where they, like, the... roll their fingers over, like, wood or, like, glass, I think. Oh, I, okay. I would say I like it. If it's not, like, sharp, a sharp sound, uh, it's fine. Page turning. Oh, yeah. I would like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that'd be okay, page turning. I quite like books, so page turning is nice. Uh, writing. Yes. It's soothing. Typing. What? You know, like typing on a keyboard. Oh, typing on a keyboard. Oh, um... Oh, that's a hard one because people have really loud keyboards and I don't like it, but if you have, like, a soft keyboard, it's fine. I'll say no, I don't like it. Humming. That, that, I'm gonna um, say yeah, str- okay. I'm gonna say straight away that pissed me off. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing. Wow. Wor- there's nothing worse when you're doing something and someone's humming some bloody tuning. Just shut up and go home and it's somewhere else. I'm trying to concentrate. And then maybe the, oh. the, the humming. The humming never is just humming. It'll always break out into singing, and that's what happens. And I'm not here for it. Oh, that's fair. Oh, but if it's a really good singer, then you know you're you're in for a show. Depends. Uh, see, I'm a bit miserable. I'm gonna be honest with you. So. That kind of stuff, I'm not interested. What about buzzing? No. No? Hmm, I'm trying to think about buzzing. Like, like mm-hmm. raised. Like, nah, like a reminds, me of my, reminds me of my phone alarms. No. And uh, similar, obviously coming back to our little mukbang concept, chewing. No, absolutely not. No. What, what, about, what about things like gum? 
chewing gum. I, oh, no, no. I listening to someone chew gum and like blowing bubbles and like the cracking is it grinds my gears. It makes me so mad. <laughs> and be, mainly because it's always when it's really quiet and oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Why hasn't somebody created what I would call reverse ASMR? So not uh, sounds that make people feel good, but sounds that piss people off. Oh, maybe there's just not enough. Uh... No, that's a great question. <laughs> let me, because you let could me make these and it would be so satisfying for people that are so angry with the world. <laughs> yeah, let me increase your rage. I won't I won't reduce your anxiety or relax. I'll just make you more angry than you already are. Like, there are some people that like really loud noises, but for me, I like more quiet noises, usually. The next one here is sticky fingers. Now, I'm trying to figure out what this means. It seems to be... What? Uh, people place their fingers on sticky objects like tape, or use a substance like honey to stick their fingers on the microphone. <laughs> that sounds... I'm going to say no, because it sounds like it could also sound like someone chewing gooey food. Uh, I think I might know what it is. I think it's, you know, like sweets that are like pop, you know, like that kind of stuff, maybe. Mm. Or candy, as you guys yeah. say. Water drops. Okay, no. Water drops. Ah, uh, water drops. They're they're kind of soothing, but they make you want to pee. Yeah, but my I'll point say, yeah, I like them. <laughs> I'd quite like this next one. A ticking clock. A ticking clock. Is it a loud ticking clock? Mm, I mean, if it was probably a video, they'd probably do like a one from the distance. All right. I would say that's okay. Motor humming. Mm, I guess it's more like motor cars. Humming. No. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> and uh, and again, this is just uh, more sounds. So last one of the sounds is cat purring. Oh yeah, I like it. I like cats purring. I don't like I. I don't really like cats that much, but um. their purring is you know it's like a, it's a soothing sound. If that makes sense. So I thought we were just doing sound, but this place that I'm looking at now has more. So now it has physical. So I don't know how you do that, but I'm guessing that's like people trying to like do it to you, which is a bit weird. So ear brushing. Hmm. Ear brushing? I'm I'm gonna say no. I guess something someone just comes and brushes no. your ear. Brushes your ear. That's a bit weird. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't like people touching my ears. <laughs> what about hair play? Hair play? Ah, uh, no. No, I get creeped out when people play with my hair. What about a mat? See, I'm I'm sounding a bit weird now asking these questions. I feel like a perv. Like, yeah, do you like massages? Do you? I just sound like a complete weirdo. So I'm gonna move way, way off this before I get accused of being <laughs> a, a complete creep. Well, so okay, I will say, I have students that always try to play with my hair, and I don't like it because I also don't know where their fingers have been. True. 
in their mouth. Uh, um, and I massages if it's not from a child, <laughs> I would say they're okay. Teacher, can I give you a massage? No, you. Kids can. are weird. <laughs> kids do, but kids do that here. Some kids will do it here, and it's really weird because oh. I just saw you put your fingers in your mouth. Can you please not touch me? So I've got here one that's called situational. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. in like a certain environment. So the first one that comes up with is certain words. So certain words can trigger a sleepy response. So words with the letters S, P, and K tend to be used and whispered due to the calming sounds they produce. I don't know about that. S is what that S is. S, S, S. I feel like that's no personal attention that's weird i don't think that's personal attention all right again i'm coming off that one because I'm, I'm being weird again <laughs> i'm just reading it damn it people i'm not coming up with these myself yeah because then we're getting into weird stuff we're getting into like personal attention then role play and then eye contact and now this is getting real weird yeah, I'm I'm a very boring person, so I'll say no. Well, when I think about those no. things, actually, that, it's kind of sad when you look at those because it's like people would kind of want that because they'd want like some sort of intimacy, you know, and maybe they don't have that. So that's, I actually kind of look at that's quite sad. Interesting. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a very boring person. <laughs> well, these ones seem like a bit my... more. Sorry, go on. I was gonna say my my intimacy for myself is taking a shower. That's it. I don't do anything for myself but play games. True, true. The last five heart the five here are visual. Hand movements. Hand movements. I mean you need to have hand movements. It's a it's a key part of conversation. Watching someone concentrate. Yeah, that I don't is get that. very I don't, I don't weird. No, because they probably no. They probably <laughs> the only time I watch people concentrate, they're being weird. No, maybe they're just like staring directly at the camera lens, just staring at you. I mean, if they're on Twitch, yeah, they're probably staring. But if it's like you're watching someone concentrate in real life, they're just being weird. Like they just look weird. People have weird focus face. I'll say. Color swatching. I don't know what that what means. What is this? I, I don't know. Let me let me try and research this. Color swatching. Um, I don't. I'm trying to find it. Color swatching. No, that's not it. Um, I think it's to do with like beauty stuff, maybe. I think it's ma- I think it's makeup focus, oh. maybe. I think I'm not sure. Like watching people do their makeup. I guess, but I guess color swatching is going to be maybe mixing colors. I think. Let me find this up. Oh, if it's like mixing like artful colors, I am all for that. Yeah, I think it's like craft stuff. So people art majors. So there's actually a there's a TikToker that does nothing but mix paints, and I love watching him. Well, that was actually what the next one was, which was paint mixing. So uh, yeah, like that one too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love it. Which is really weird, but yeah, I love it. And the very very last one. It is light patterns, which I guess means, uh, actually, what? Is it like the lighting up of patterns? The description here is, although certain light sources are known to interfere with sleep, the relaxation that light 
ASMR. Promotes appears to block this effect. So what's light pets? I'm guessing it's more of a visual thing. I'm um, gonna say, oh, that's weird. Oh wow! I've never heard of this There's like before. a whole like biology thesis on it. My goodness. Whew. <laughs> well, that's the end of its uh, end of the quiz. Which uh, I think you're more of a, uh, shall we say, a sound person than a visual thing. Would would that be correct? Yeah, I would. I would say so. There actually are some various questions that. I'd like to ask you about ASMR. If you would uh, mm -hmm. indulge me for a moment. Is, AS, is ASMR sexual? No, I wouldn't think so. It can be, but it's more like pleasant sounds. That's what I would describe it. <laughs> can everyone feel it? Can everyone feel it? Um, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Um, and it's kind of like asking, does everyone like music? And the answer True. is no. So, no, I don't think so. Who doesn't love music? I mean, you got to be a right weird if you don't like that. Some people don't. Some people don't. Um, my sister used to drive to work in dead silence, and I asked her if she was a serial killer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, I did ask her that. It creeped me out. I always have something playing in the background, or uh, maybe a TV show on, or... A podcast because I listen to a lot of crime podcasts, so I, I oh. always have noise on. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, a I'm a big fan of the the old unsolved mysteries. Are you uh, into that stuff? Oh, too? I loved those, and there is a new, I, I guess, a newer version on Netflix yeah, yeah, that I've yeah. watched. All of, I binge watch it when it came out. Yeah, I know there's a the season three they're doing with uh, probably new ones that they're doing, but. I do like the older ones because I know they're doing it like a documentary style and it's like 40 minutes per one thing. Whereas the great one about the old ones where it would cover like five things in one episode. Mm. I do love those uh, those old ones, especially yeah. uh, especially the cool little eerie music they would do with it. Like, oh man, that scares the shit out mm -hmm. of me. Oh god, I'm, I am a huge crime podcast listener. Yeah, me too. do love... Uh, I think that kind of makes us like we're a bit um, unhinged. You know... Somebody Lip. asked me uh, if I was to be someone in another <laughs> life, and I said I would probably be a serial killer. <laughs> oh, man. One thing, two things, actually, we haven't uh, covered on here, which we, we haven't even touched when we were talking about uh, your the old South Korea. Uh, I'd mm -hmm. be uh, ashamed if I didn't really bring it up, but, of course, the neighboring country, North Korea, uh, of course, to mm -hmm. South Korea. Of course, I'm not going to talk about the whole of North Korea, because that's a whole other podcast mm -hmm. for another time, but... Um, you obviously hear the odd stories about defectors coming into South Korea and they've escaped and, and things like that. And uh, I was wondering, of course, if you've ever come into contact with one or any friends or anything else like that. And kind of if that's a weird, because I always sort of look at that as someone kind of escaping from like a cult and that you've almost got to sort of rewire them to like civilization to you know, the liberal way, as it were. Interesting. I mean, I, so I have met like one or two, but they were older women, restaurant workers, um, and they oh. didn't speak English. And I only communicated through them through my friend who she's here married to a Korean. She speaks fluent Korean. And they were asking us like, oh, where are you from? Because we don't look Korean, of course. Right. But she heard my friend speaking in Korean. And so, you know, she asked, where are you from? And or we're like, oh, well, we're from the States. And my friend was like, oh, well, are you from here? And she said, no, no, I'm from North Korea. 
Wow. So there are some that come here. I'm not sure about how they come here or how they get here. Yeah. But there is a small community of North Koreans. Um, I know a guy who teaches North Korean students, like kids or teenagers. Um, <clears throat> he not a, they don't go to a school. He doesn't teach them at a school. He teaches them at like a a learning center. Right. Um, but other than that. I wouldn't know if I met any other Koreans that were from North Korea unless they told me. And well, I can't, like I said, I can't differentiate between the dialect of North and South Korea because I live in Seoul and they're not that far away. I wouldn't be able to know. Does North Korea have a different dialect than South Koreans? I think they do. I, but, uh, it, For me, because I don't, really hear it it's it would be really subtle that lady i didn't realize her dialect was different well, you i remember you telling me about this about you had a friend that taught like north korean mm -hmm. kids and i found that weird because of course you know when you talk about teachers they've got their own lesson plans they've got their own, you know to the to the whatever the common curriculum is they teach but of course north korea have their own one which is you know very you know limited and specific to you know the workers party of korea and you know praising him and all that stuff so Surely that would be a complete clash because it's almost like, you know, going, getting your kid to be taught, you know, something that is not really what they want you to teach. You know, it's, it's very specific. So, you know, religious, you know, you don't want them to teach outside religious things. You know, they wouldn't want you to teach because uh, then that's that's those kids learning about, you know, liberal companies like as, as silly as it is, you know, the outside things of, you know, Coca-Cola and different foods and all that kind of stuff, which right. sounds crazy, but that's, that's kind of the way that is. And, you know, everything is kept within, uh, within the prison, if you want to call it that as it were. Mm -hmm. Well, I know those kids, like their parents live here in, in South Korea. So they had to escape somehow either through China or somewhere um, and I think those parents know that education here is different from North Korea, so I think they're okay with it. Um, as far as I know, he teaches them from like um, like a book, but it's more like topics and things like that. It's not they don't go into religion or anything serious. Those are not really topics that you talk about with right. kids here. Yeah. Um, so for him, they're, I think they're more like topic or storybooks, and he teaches them on like how to read, how to write, uh, how to right. recognize grammar and stuff like that. Uh, I haven't really asked him much about it because I haven't seen him. I mean, I saw him today for like two seconds <laughs> on Skype, but I haven't seen him in person in well over a year and a half. Right, right. Well, what mm. one thing I will uh, wrap it up with this, this conversation because again we can go all day long with it. But mm -hmm. I have my own sort of uh, answer for things like that as well. You know, most people say when they think about this from you know across the pond, they think, well, you know, this North Korea, South Korea. You know, why, why doesn't South Korea just go in there and get all the people to save them, and 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 why don't all the people escape to South Korea and you know you know have all that? What what's your answer to that? Uh because I think because a lot of North Koreans, not all of them, but a lot of them do believe in, you know, their leader and they think their country is the best. South Koreans, a lot of them don't want the countries to reunite mm -hmm. um, because then it, there would be the question of like, who's going to be the leader? You know, yeah. of course, there's two different parties. Uh, but other than that, um, I think South Korea doesn't want conflict 
they'll do really stupid things to make North Korea angry, but they don't really want to fight. And I think North Korea, they won't really fight South Korea because, you know, it's, they're kind of a starving country. Mm -hmm. um, they just don't. I don't know. Um, people were thinking that the two countries were going to reunite uh, with the current president, Moon Jae-in, but it yeah. clearly didn't happen. Um, but that's, I mean, as far as I know, the people don't want it. They don't want it because then there would be too much competition of, well, these other people are going to want jobs here in Seoul and people in Seoul are going to want to create businesses in North Korea, but they're going to you know, they're, they're going to take money away from certain people. So as far as I know, I think that's kind of where it's at. I remember um, all that. It was, it was 2017 most... where that whole, it started sort of got, got dragged back up again due to obviously Trump came into presidency. And then obviously with his big mouth and Kim Jong-un's big mouth, it was back and forth, and oh. the, the two kids back and forth. And then straight after that, it was, uh, Oh, let's meet up and, and talk about peace talks. I was like, wait, wait, what? And then, uh, you know, then I mean, we've, They've, they've had an armistice for 70 years, 70, yep. 80 years, something like that. Um, but as far as I know, most people I talk to, they are not happy. They don't want the countries to unite. And well, when people have said that before, I've always thought to myself, I thought to myself from a, an educational point of view, if you, let's just say for argument's sake, you had all the people from North Korea come into South Korea, you'd almost mm -hmm. have to re-educate all these people because not saying they're uneducated, mm -hmm. but because it's been very limited, you know, pra praise this particular person. It's all about, you know, that, I mean, it's dictatorship. It's all about that guy. It's not about, you know, history and, and, you know, creating your own history. You've got like 70 million people. You've got to re-educate again. That's just a whole headache that you think, you know what, just keep over there and we'll do our own thing. Yeah. I mean, I know there's more things that involve that, like Seoul itself is, it's a it's a huge city. It's a metropolis, but it is packed here, and the cost of living is quite expensive. Um, and I think if they added people to it, you know, if they combined the countries, it would be more of an issue for people living down here. Yeah, yeah. Are you a frequent listener? Because I know you're an excellent dancer. Uh, a a frequent <laughs> listener to the old K-pop. I. Yes, but yes, I am. Can you do the dance moves? Oh God, no! I oh, cannot come dance. On now. <laughs> I am a horrible dancer. If you've ever watched, and I, this is the like the the really big group out there is BTS. If you watch them mm. dance, I can't do that. I oh, would like incredible. to see someone else do it. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. They have some good songs, they have some good music, um, but no, I can't dance like that. <laughs> well, it's been going on, of course, since, you know, obviously it's popular music, but why is it there's been like this huge rise in like the 21st century of like being able to break into, you know, American markets and a lot of Western markets? It seems to be some of the just completely boom within the past. I ain't talking about Gangnam Style, so I'm not talking about that. I'm talking yeah. about actual groups that are literally like almost fired straight into the, the stratosphere, as it were. Well, uh, I mean, first, I think it's a fetish. I've been listening to K-pop since I was like 14. So way before people ever got into it. Um, mm. But the other thing is K-pop is just so, it's so catchy and it's like, it's catchy 
and it makes you feel happy, I guess, is what <laughs> is what my students tell me. Teacher, it makes me happy. So <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, but I actually listen a lot to a um, Korean American Korean American uh, rapper, or I oh. guess hip hop artist named Jay Park, and he signed with Rock Nation a couple years ago. Um, I don't know why people are so obsessed with Korean music these days. Uh, because when I was listening to it when I was young, it was like, oh, you're a nerd. You don't know what <laughs> real music is. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, I, I was a huge nerd. It's fine. <laughs> hey, I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, probably the good ones. Um, but I think a lot of it is because... A lot of it, I think, is because not just the fashion, but um, they make these K-pop stars look really pretty. If you ever look at the boys, they're really pretty. <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you obviously research the inner parts of it, you know, it's obviously very, very strict and kind of cruel because, you know, it's a, a list of rules. Can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. You live for the music and you will never be happy and you make us a lot of money and I don't care. Uh, yeah. Yes, I do know a bit about it. Um I know Jay Park, when he was in 2PM, he had made a post about it and he was kicked out of the K-pop group that he was in at the time. Yeah. Uh, but I also was teaching a girl who is a singer. She debuted last year. Uh, I haven't taught her in a while because she's been very busy, but I've heard stories about what she went through as a trainee and she was a trainee for 10 years. Hmm. It's it's brutal. She lost yeah. a lot of weight. She was very unhealthy. Very like she's very very skinny, of course. Wow. Um, and she's had some surgery, you know. So, yeah, I've heard a lot about it. Well, before we wrap up this podcast a little bit later, um, Kimberly will be giving us a rendition of her favorite BTS song. Isn't that right? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Oh, come on. I'll, I'll join in. I don't, I don't sing. I don't sing. I don't sing. Unless I'm super hammered and I've had nothing but coffee today. <laughs> well, before we... I know we... it's all in Korean, right? Well, yeah, but I can still, like, I don't know, do backing. <laughs> Just teach me a couple words and I'll do backing. Oh, gosh. I can't... Uh, I can't help you. <laughs> the okay, only then. words I would be teaching you are like not appropriate words. Uh, <laughs> I oh, think okay. we don't want to go there. Fair enough. Well, before we do, uh, of course, we've uh, obviously gone into our conversation about many, many different things. Going back to the uh, <laughs> Twitch, Twitch stuff before we head towards our Q&A and head off into the sunset. What uh, mm -hmm. What's kind of next for you in terms of that stream? Because you've done a lot of uh, League of Legends stuff. No, you haven't. You've done Apex Legends, not League of Legends. What am I talking about? Uh, Apex Legends, a bit of Destiny, a yeah. bit of Prey, a bit of Elder Scrolls. We're going to be uh, seeing you do some different games. Are you ever going to appear on camera? Am I actually... I have a lot of people that tell me they want to see me on camera. Um, not, I have not the some creeps, friends though, that are like, right? we'll buy you one. Mm. Uh, I am very... I would say I'm very hesitant because I know like, I, I don't I don't stream for you know for popularity for views or for money I, it's it's just for fun for me yeah and I know that as soon as I have a camera people are going to be very inappropriate and of course, yeah. 
being a female and being a Asian female, I've had enough of that in the States. And oh, really? It does worry me. Oh, God, yeah. Really? Um, yes. Oh, yes. I, I, I think if you ask any female, they've had some form of inappropriate anything. And for me, it started at the age of 12. Oh, so... I know that from that perspective. We've had many conversations <laughs> with the other streamers about, you know, obviously, you know, misogyny and stuff like that. But you said being a Korea in, in America. What, yes. Th th that's yeah. been an issue. Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And even here in Korea, you know, people are, oh, she's a foreigner. She must be really easy. Wow. That as well. And it's just, it's really exhausting to be a female sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. But I do have friends that are like, we would like to see you. It makes, and then um, there's someone else that I asked today, do I need to have a camera? Like, should you have one? Is it important? And he said it does because it makes it more intimate with you and your viewers. Um, am I going to stream with a camera soon? Maybe, maybe not. I'll have to think about it. But sure. as for other games... Yeah. Apex is my main game because it's so much fun, but I do a variety of games, so I do play other games. What are you? What console do you actually primarily stream on? Is it a PS4? No, no, I'm an Xbox gamer. Uh, yeah. And I've gotten a lot of flack for that because my <laughs> Xbox is old. <laughs> well, do you do you sort of have any other consoles? Because I'm, I'm a big old console kind of guy, so what about some of oh. like that? I mean, I... I grew up having different kinds of consoles, but here in Korea, they're mainly PC gamers. Yeah. Um, and at my, so I, I don't know if you know, but Korean apartments are very, very tiny. I live in a very small apartment. I don't have the number of outlets needed to have a PC. <laughs> <laughs> so I am not, I don't have a PC currently, but I have been told that I should get a PC. It's better than an Xbox. But uh, I don't have the room, I don't have the outlets, and I have an Xbox. So um, other than that, I can't really see me playing games on something else just because I just, I already pay for like, you know, Xbox Game Pass and all my friends play Xbox. Sure, sure. Well, as we wrap up there, if you're looking to uh, see the old gal doing uh, some old streaming, you can find her on the twitch.tv. It's Pear Blossom Kim. That's P-E-A-R-B-L-O-S-O-M-K-I-M. Uh, you can also see her on her other Twitch stream where she will be doing some Just Dance and some Korean pop songs. Isn't that right? <laughs> Maybe one day if I'm drunk. <laughs> Before we do head off Maybe to the center, we will do the old uh, a world famous, a world class famous Q and A. The five questions, the five specific life questions. Let's get them all going. In your opinion, what is an album with no bad songs? <gasps> Thirty seconds to Mars. Oh, what is the name? Oh of that wow. Album? What? Why? No, I, I like them. I just I've never had that one. Oh, before. this is War. They're I hands down their best album, and I love it. Oh, that's a very good. I, I totally agree with that. No one's uh, brought that brought that up, but uh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Number two, without telling your age, who is your teenage cross from the entertainment world? Oh God, uh, my teenage crush. Who was my teenage crush? Oh my God. 
It's not going to be like Jonathan someone... Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. That is. <laughs> is anyone going to know who he is? Probably not. Oh, he was in Lion King, weren't he? <laughs> yeah. So, what are you like, fifty? <laughs> what? Oh my god, I'm not that old. <laughs> he was Randy but... Taylor in Home Improvement, wasn't he? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, and he was uh he voiced young Simba in the old uh, Lion King. Oh, he did. That's very way back in the day. What I wonder what he looks like now. Oh, he's still pretty good looking. <laughs> I haven't actually looked. I know he was he was a, he was a little bit handsome man back in the day. He's recognizable kind of like um what's that guy from Home Alone's name again? What's that guy's bloody name? Um Oh, his name Malin? escapes me. No, the young uh, blonde kid from Home Alone. What's his name? I bet people are screaming oh, at their microphone um, now. People are screaming at their microphone now. That's his name. That's Macaulay Culkin. That's Macaulay the one. Culkin. Yeah, yeah. They've got like, recognizable oh, faces yeah. when they're younger, but then when they get older, it's like, oh, you're that guy? Mm. Mm. He looks weird now, but uh, I guess he's back into acting. Uh, I know he was. he's in a band. That's what the only thing I can re remember about him. Oh, I did not know that. So, question number three. What is the best smell in the world? <gasps> Freshly baked cookies. Ooh, man, you and I are on the same page. Well, apart from the last question, because I probably wouldn't say it, but never mind. But no, we're on the, <laughs> no, we're on the same page. Um, question number four. What red flags did you totally miss in your past relationships and why? Mm, red flags for my past relationships uh a guy that was very clingy because i was young and i thought oh that's cute oh i hear you i hear you and very very, very young for relationship. well <laughs> we've all we've all had the old uh the, the, the old red flags Fair. most that's a good one though because most people can take being clingy for being cute but then sometimes it can be like a little bit controlling Mm-hmm. Yes. And the very last question. You're allowed to fill an Olympic pool with anything you want, but to keep it, you need to dive into it from the high dive board and survive. What would it be? So obviously it's got to be a liquid, because if it's, if it's like, I don't know, a whole pool of Lego, then that shit's going to happen. Does it? <laughs> does it have to be a liquid? Well, I mean, for my question, it doesn't. But I'm just saying, if it's something that's like, Hard solid, and you're gonna dive into it. Uh, it's gonna bloody hurt, isn't it? I mean, I'm kind of torn. <laughs> so I would say coffee. I love coffee. Um, or I mean, if I could fill it up with food, I would fill it up with something called mandu. It's pot stickers. What? I've never heard that. Pot? Do you know what pot stickers are? Okay, it's a Korean. It's a Korean food. And wait, say what it is again. I love them. Uh, it's called mandu. Or uh, Westerners call them pot stickers or pot dumplings. Ah, oh, dump man. See, I nearly, you nearly had me there, but yeah, I don't mean dumplings. Yeah, we just call them that. But you call them pot stickers. I've never heard that before. That's very strange. some people do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you know how to make them? Do I know how to from scratch? Um, my mom used to make them. I could figure it out. But well, could let's I say cook them? let's say you had like you know the pastries and stuff, and then like put it put them all together. I would say I could try to make them, but I would a probably burn them, and b they would not taste very good. 
I was gonna say if you could if you could send me some. I'm not. I'm not a good cook. Uh, at something I would like to get better at, but I'm not a good cook. But I I can make coffee. There you go. <laughs> well, at least that's the most important thing, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> well, you've answered the five. You're actually very quick, and we're on the ball with them. Some of them I usually get a bit of ums and ahs, but uh, you, you were very quickly on the ball. What a wonderful guest you've been here. What a uh, good old conversation. See, I bet you oh, thought well, to yourself, you. I bet you thought to yourself, well, let's talk about a bit of games, and they were a bit, mm, but we we went all around across the board. You see, you're never going to get one subject. I had, yeah, I had no, I had no idea what I was in store for, and it's actually been quite pleasant. <laughs> Well, like I always say, I don't care if you got a million followers, if you got zero likes or 20, to, I don't care. As long as you can have a conversation, that is what I'm interested in. Because, hey, people with the <laughs> low ones can have conversations. About, about, it's about who you are, what you have. Like we've had with Kim today, we've had many different things. Very, very interesting. Uh, and some of you who do have your millions and millions, you tend to be boring because all you talk about is how many followers you got. And I don't really care. I talk about the good old things, life questions, life's issues. We love to roll down the road. So before we head on down the road, uh, Kim, where can we find you on the old social media? Um, you can find me on Instagram uh, mm -hmm. under the same name, Pear Blossom Kim. And other than that, I don't do Twitter. I don't do much of anything else. Twitter and Twitch, that's... That's about gotcha. it. I'm very low-key. Makes sense, makes sense. Well, it's been wonderful having you here. We've had a good old, good old chat. And uh, any any last comments you'd like to make before we uh, before I wrap this thing up? Uh, no, no. Other than I hope you uh, stay safe and everyone out there. Stay safe with COVID. It's been a rough year. That is literally my ending line, which uh, you you seem to know a lot oh. about. You seem to know a lot about my whole thing that you actually know. Maybe well, you're actually a religious <laughs> you're a religious listener. You're just lying to me all the time, haven't you? I've I I'm not though. <laughs> <laughs> I've only heard, I've only heard one one. So. Well, you can also <laughs> listen to this one because uh, this one's very 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 wonderful. But from Kimberly, from myself, it is stay safe, be good to one another. I'll see you real soon. Bye-bye. Jamco Talks is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Check out all things FWZ on the FWZ Collection channel.